You're listening to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast, episode 201. Welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello, I'm your host, Karen Yankovich, and we are on the other side of 200. This is episode 201 of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. And this episode is brought to you by She's Linked Up, where we teach women simple relationship and heart-based marketing. It's LinkedIn marketing, relationship marketing that teaches you how to meet the kinds of people that can send you referrals, that can beef up your referral marketing, that can change your business, your life, and your bank balance forever. Our goal is to create wealthy women of influence. So if you've listened before, or if you love what you hear today, you know, we love to hear from you. So be sure that you're subscribing so you don't miss an episode, but also I'd love a review or share, you know, take a quick screenshot of this episode on uh, share it on social media, use the hashtag good girls get rich tag me. I'm at Karen Yankovich tag our guest who I'll tell you about in a second and all of her social media will be in the show notes and we'll be sure to share your post with our audiences. So we all get more visibility, right? We are all about lifting each other up here in uh, Karen Yankovich land. So in the show notes, you'll also see a link for SpeakPipe where you can leave us an audio message. You can leave us, uh, tell us uh, maybe there's a guest you think I should interview or a topic you'd like me to talk about. I'd love to hear from you. And that's a great way to do that. And that link in the show notes, you can just go to karenyankovich.com slash 201. And you can see the blog for this page. You can see the link for SpeakPipe, all the links, everything. Marusha Murphy, who's our guest tonight and, and I talk about today. So, you know, Marusha and I were introduced by a mutual colleague, mutual friend, and really just hit it off. And I love the work she's doing. And she's helping me significantly with my audiences. She's a, she's a specialist in creating communities. And at the same time, I'm helping her with the LinkedIn strategy. So it's win-win. You absolutely need to listen to this episode. Marush, you know, communities are such a big part of just kind of building our audiences and so many of us, and me included, I've been doing it for years, and I just was like, I know that there's more for this. I know I can serve the community better, but also have the community serve my business better, and I just didn't know how to do that. Enter Marusha. Check it out. We are here today with Marusha Murphy. Marusha is an award-winning community experience designer, strategist, and entrepreneur. She's been transforming communities in person and online since 2000. Her work in the travel, business, personal development, parenting, and coaching industries has shifted how communities can be designed from the inside out. Marusha is known for her ability to connect with people and understand the dynamics of how they share information. She's a catalyst for change who leads national and international initiatives with a deep understanding of human behavior. Marusha is a powerhouse of a woman. She's consulted for Facebook on how to design hybrid on and face-to-face -face communities. She's been featured in Forbes, Reader's Digest, Fox News, The Huffington Post, NBC, and the Austin American Statesman for her work in creating profitable enterprises that do good in the world. Marusha believes that empowering all individuals to lead their fullest lives and her work has been instrumental in bringing people together to create positive change. I am so excited to be interviewing you here today, Marusha. How are you? Oh my gosh, Karen, it is such a pleasure to be here with you. I'm I'm honored and I'm doing well. I'm in Palm Springs today. 
Awesome. Awesome. So Marusha and I just recently met each other. Brooke Emery, who was a recent guest on this podcast as well, introduced us. Um, We'll link to Brooke's interview here as well. And I feel like every time we talk, I realize how much synergy, there's even more and more opportunities for synergy because, you know, I think, you know, what Marusha teaches is communities and what I teach is relationship marketing. And I think that that's that overlaps. But what I really love about the work you do is, well, one of the things that really attracted me to you is I feel like I don't do a good enough job with my communities. You know, I have a free mm. Facebook group, which we will link in the show notes to this. I have a LinkedIn group. I, and I, you know, and then I have back end Facebook groups for the people that have joined my programs. And I know there's a, I feel like I can be doing a better job with all of that. And I'm always looking at how much time should I spend on these? Like, are they, mm-hmm. what is the ROI of the time I spend in my community? So, Ooh, so, tell, so let's take a step back and you tell me, tell all of us a little bit, what made you start to focus on communities way back in 2000? Oh my gosh. Great question. Great place to start. You know, I, I'll actually have to go a little bit further back than that from the time I was born. <laughs> Okay. In the sense that in you the were born after two before 2000. Wow. I was, can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> One of those rare unicorns. <laughs> no. So 1980, I was born. And, and, and that being said, my mom is one of 11 children. They, each of those 11 had a cumulative number of first cousins. So all of, there's 39 of us first cousins. I'm the second oldest of those 39. And I, feel I just like- have to stop you there and say, I don't have 39 cousins, but I have tons of cousins and I am the oldest. So there's another synergy uh, there. I have gigantic yeah. Italian family and I am okay. the oldest of all of my cousins. And there's probably, if I had to guess, it's maybe not 20, but close. Yeah. 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 See, and so, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when, you're, when you grew up and my, my heritage is Puerto Rican and Filipino and Spanish from Spain and a lot more in there, but for culturally it was very much Puerto Rican and Filipino influence. And so we were loud. We're kind of like the, my big fat Greek wedding, um, <laughs> uh, that movie, if anyone's seen that we're the Greek family very much. So, so it, it really is a, it, I grew up in it. It took a village to raise me and my siblings and each of us, uh, cousins. And, and quite honestly, that's how I thought life was. I thought life was a space of really embracing all of our weird, quirky, you know, all of the things that made us each individually our own. And we were welcomed, maybe, you know, poked fun at as families do, but with love, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I grew up, yeah, I grew up in that way. And then basically got to college in 1998 and realized "Ah, that is actually not how the rest of the world works. Most of the world actually wants to pit each other against one another. There's a sense of the value for independence, not that it's a bad thing at all. However, I learned that this idea of raising one another up was such in the minority in the way in which I started my college experience. And so I found myself in my own essence, my own wiring, the way in which I do life, really to keep leaning towards what if we create more community here. What if we make the lives of the individuals that we get to serve a little bit better? What if we can create a, a better quality of an experience? And what I mean by that is back then I was, I'm, a, I'm multiracial I, the, in the school, the particular university I went to, there's 5% students of color. And it felt like we were foreigners, like we were totally out of our element. Many of them ended up leaving the college and I ended up creating a program at the college that brought in another $24 million of additional revenue that they weren't expecting because they were just so used to everyone leaving. We also raised the student of color 
population to 22% from 5% within a four-year time frame while I was there because of the community that I was building in there. Wow, and so that's that really, amazing. Yeah, thanks. And so that really was my jumpstart and really led me into designing additional communities. We've now designed over a hundred of them, one by one by one. And then, you know, many, many more, hundreds more in our programs, uh, communities for coaches programs. So it has been a pleasure to serve people I get to serve daily with, with my passion and my, and, you know, my wiring for community. Such an, so important. It's so important. And, you know, as a content creator and as somebody that runs programs and looks to truly, truly build community, it gets frustrating, right? Because yeah. I really have to look at, at the ROI of the time I'm spending on building my community. You know, one of the communities I have is LinkedInForWomenCommunity.com takes you straight to the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you post and there's nobody on there. Sometimes yeah. you post, like, do I pay people? Do I pay my VA to post in there? Is that worth the ROI? You know, how do I, you know, I want to serve, right? I want to serve. Right in that group. And we do serve in that group because frankly, we're really mm-hmm. picky about who we bring into our program. We want pe- we want the women we bring into our program to be at the right time. So yeah. that group is a great place to hang out while you're deci- while you're, why it's not the right time yet. Right. Yes. But I feel like I'm, I'm not really serving them and I don't know, you know, and it's hard uh. for me to even determine the, like, where am I? I mean, and at some point our goal is to bring them into the full program because frankly, that's where they get the biggest impact the biggest change. Right. And I am not, don't have a big red cross on the front of my building. You know, this is a for-profit business. So I'm happy to serve where I can. I mean, listen, I've got this podcast is free. That group is free. I've got tons and tons of ways that I can support people at no charge. So I'm not complaining about that. I just need to make sure that my time and energy is spent wisely. And in the last few years, it's gotten tougher, right? Because Facebook changes its rules. And, you know, I have people, and we've talked about this, and I and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I have had students that, because even my back end communities, like people that have gone mm-hmm. through my program, they're also on Facebook, and yeah, I teach LinkedIn marketing. So everybody's like, "Why isn't your program on LinkedIn? I'm not your <laughs> your community on LinkedIn." And I'm like, "Because I because yeah. no matter what anybody says, my people are still hanging out on Facebook. You know, yeah. they're not hanging out on LinkedIn, and LinkedIn doesn't have all of the built in." things that I can do with a Facebook group. And I'm just not, for me, it's not a matter of, I want to be where I can best serve the people I serve. And I chose Facebook to do that, but I know there's other options. And just so you guys all know, I've actually hired, I'm in uh, Marusha's program because I want to learn what my other options are so Mm -hmm. that I can better serve them better. So what have you experienced over the past couple of years as the rest of us are kind of trying to figure out this chaos of what to do about our communities? Yes. I'm going to go a little bit high level first, but I Please, promise yeah. you will, we'll go into this, this particular point specifically on Facebook and is Facebook really still the place, you know? So the, the, I think the number one thing we want to recognize when we're building community, there's two things actually. Number one is that community is the next phase of marketing. And what I mean by that is you know, we, we've been in these experiences and, you know, in marketing, if you've been online for any given amount of time before 1997, you have received one of those very direct response messages, likely, right? That's like, hey, buy our thing now. Here's a long sales page. Let me sell you the thing. And for a long time, those that worked. That worked really well. In fact, millions and millions and millions of dollars were designed because of these types of marketing approaches. We went from that to now recognizing that that didn't feel really authentic. We really were starting to be in a space of demanding authenticity in our marketing and in the way in which we show up 
for ourselves as leaders, but also uh, as consumers. Like we want to know that the people that we we partner with, that we buy products from, services from, are aligned with what they say they're about, right? And right. so then we went into this space of authentic, authentic marketing, right? And we're now really at this next level phase of where we we're not, it's not just about authentic marketing, it's about relationship marketing. Just as you mentioned, you know, you and I, this is like our jam. Relationships right. are everything. So when I think about building community, I always first and foremost want to go in with that mind frame saying, okay, it isn't about this transactional marketing. It isn't even about, you know, authentic marketing. <laughs> it's a deeper level of authenticity to a place where people feel what I call the sacred four, safe, seen, heard and honored and respected. Okay. Safe, seen, heard, honored and respected. So when you when we choose to go and build a community as a part of our business experience landscape if you will, we want to go in to that space from that place of groundedness to help people who we serve feel safe, seen, heard, honored and respected. When we have those core ingredients as part of the the recipe for designing a Facebook group or any other type of community online you can't help but feel amazing, right? Because if you think about it, like think about the communities like that we are both that you're a part of right now. And for those who are listening, you know, like I want you to take a moment and just imagine and remember a community that feels so yes to you and where yeah. you felt like a part of something bigger. That's that's what we all have the opportunity to create like right now. And a Facebook group can be the place where it happens. It could also be an Mighty Mighty Networks group, a Discord community, a LinkedIn community, right? Group or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. To me, I'm not so much about the Facebook group. However, Facebook right now, still, unfortunately or unfortunately, based on how what we want to do in terms of spend our time on Facebook or not, it still is leading the edge in terms of using their algorithm and their technology to create and synergize people to one another. And it is a platform that most people that we serve are used to, to, right? We're used to being on a Facebook platform. So it doesn't feel too difficult to figure out how to get the information that we want to receive in a community. But really, it has to start with that sacred four, number one. And number two, I always invite every single one of us to lean in from the place of what I call our three V's, right? The first V is our vision. Without a clear vision, we're going to end up somewhere. Right. <laughs> and oftentimes right. the somewhere is not where right. we really actually wanted to go. Right. So you got to get really, really clear on where we want to go. And then secondly, really align in our values. What are, why are we doing this? What is so compelling about serving people in this way that it not just serves a need, which it needs to serve a need. It needs to serve like an actual, like reasonable reason for, for being together. But it also is aligned with the values of the company. And then ultimately also the voice of the company. So what, what do we stand for? And who are we calling to the conversation that feels so aligned and convicted by the same things that we are, that brings us together? So especially for those communities that are free, like you mentioned, or we're inviting people into those communities from a place of goodwill, if you will, or you know generosity. 
it's that much more important on you know to really focus on the sacred four and the three Bs to really align into why we're doing this in the first place. If we don't feel aligned there, we're going to feel like why are I'm spending so much energy but don't have the intention to finalize you know or monetize the experience on the back end more yeah. more strategically. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. And yeah, it's interesting as you say that I really not just having preconceived what I hear when you say that. And yeah, is in addition to my alignment, really understanding what, like listening to what the people in the group are looking for and want and being able to, yeah. to serve them, not just be pushing out what I think yes. they want. Right. Yes. But exactly. really stepping back into what they may want. Yeah. So, you know, I love this Karen, because you're absolutely right. Like if we're, if we're at a place in our own leadership as visionaries for our businesses and we're just using a Facebook group as a way to just push out content. The problem there is it's just another place for people to feel like you, they're just hearing you. And that's, right. I mean, of right. course our voices are gorgeous. And also I think what we're really missing there is that two-way, three-way, five-way, seven-way conversation opportunity that we have when we come together in community. I always think of it like being in a community as if we're in a house party. Like, so you, they knock on the door, which is them saying, Hey, I want to be a part of the community. You open the door, which is inviting them into the community. And then you welcome them with open arms. Right. And then you hear about them. Hey, tell me, where are you? What, what really drove you? What made you so excited to be here and really helping them feel connected in you know, it, there's a client of mine, her name is Nancy Matthews. She has a community with her two sisters called the Women's Prosperity Network. And Nancy had been growing this community uh, Facebook on Facebook. I think it was something like nine years. It took them about nine years to get it to 6,000 people. And she went through my process where I really help you get super, super grounded into your vision, your voice, your values. And then what I call the transformational community paradigm. And as we began to do that work and they started to apply it into their community, they started to see that the power of them, the R, speaking of ROI, the ROI that they, that they as, a, as a team led by vision, right? Nancy's vision right. for the community allowed them to see a massive, massive in, increase in number of members joining. They went from having that 6,000 to 11,000. 11,000. That's amazing. <laughs> Another five, 5,000. That's amazing. Just, right. Almost yeah. double. Right. Yeah. And that was in two and a half months. Oh and my gosh. They, yes. And when they finally, when they launched their program intentionally and with a delicious strategy behind it, that felt human, they started to make sales for the first time ever in their community. Right. Oh right? my gosh. And so she, she came to me like beaming her and her team member, Stephanie, were just like, Marusha, how? How did this just happen? Another one is Gina Perro. She has a community for dancers. Initially, the group was called the Perrowettes um, because she was to be a rockette in New York. Oh, how fun. What a great Isn't brand. It? Love the brand. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And so she she wanted to bring Perrowettes, you know, rockettes into the experience. And so she has a community of 30 women. It's a small but mighty community of 30 women who pay her for a full year tr uh, transformational program, basically to empower them as leaders in the dance community. Right. And as leaders, a dancer, dancers who are also leaders in their community, right? In communities. 
So that was great. And she was like, this is nice, but I feel like it's a hustle. Every single time I go in there, I feel like I'm hustling and I don't want to hustle anymore. I'm exhausted. We did some, we went through that same process, the three V's, the sacred four, the transformation community paradigm. And she, in just a few weeks, actually shifted the name of the community to really align it to what it was that she had envisioned for people who are interested in learning about her process and just have like a toe dip into the process. She ended up having a hundred new members in the first week and a half of really reshifting the community. Now her community is a small but mighty 250 members and she has turned six figures of profit from that because of how intentionally she's coming to those individuals now. Wow. That is powerful. And she has a waiting list, by the way, for her pirouettes program, her back end program. Right. So that's what I'm in the business of. Right. I love this. So my right yeah. brain and left brain are like having this little <laughs> argument in their heads right now. Like it's like, because my right brain loves this, loves the alignment yeah. of all the energy. And my left brain's going, but what exactly happened to get <laughs> 6,000 more people to know right. this group existed? Right. Totally, like, so totally. that's where, like I said, that I, you know, and frankly, that's a big part of what I do in our program yeah. is the whole right brain, left brain thing. So yes. I love the energy alignment because that's so yes. huge. But tell me a little bit about the left brain stuff. Like what happens that yes. like, how did their groups double, triple, quadruple over a right. matter of months? What, what kinds of, like, give me one or two little tidbits. I know there's probably sure. many reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, number one, there's systems hundred percent. So I am also very much of that same mind. I believe that community is three parts. It's essence. Essence is the you, right? It's the mm-hmm. you, the real you behind the community, the visionary behind the community. Why are we breathing life into this baby? Then it's the art of community. This is, as you mentioned, you know, all the goodness of the right brain experience of what is the, how do you make it feel good and delicious? And then you've got, and the most, I think one of the most important pieces that's often forgotten in the community space, which is our science side, right? And Mm -hmm. so for me, systems are everything. Everything from when you're welcoming somebody, how do you welcome them with intentionality? How do you, what I call SEOify your Facebook group name? It's part of the reason why a lot of communities can thrive on Facebook is using Facebook's algorithm. Right. right. How do you, so instead of creating something that's like super creative in terms of a Facebook group name, you really line it up with what people are thinking before right. they actually start working with you. What is it that they care about at that point? And what is, and how is that aligned with what you're doing in that community intentionally? Right. So that's just on the front end, a couple of like the simple, like tactical pieces that we pay attention to. And then, and then as we go into the community, how are we nurturing them? Right. What are the intentional strategies to build know, like, and trust? Because somebody who's brand new to your community or maybe like leaned in because they think they, your, your community sounded really interesting or a referral said, you need to be a part of Karen's community, no matter what, they're still new to you. And so right. you still have to build that know, like, and trust. If we can build systems to support them in that ability to better know you, like you, and trust you, why wouldn't we do that? And I think so often communities, when they're built on Facebook, we hit the great group button and we go and just put out content, right. like little mad women and, and people, you know, like, and then we burn out. And if we can instead have like a content process, what are, what is the system behind creating content consistently? I use that. I have a system I call the win-win wink um, process. And it really is a 10 day process of creating content uh, that aligns with 
showcasing your expertise, showing the wins of other members that have been a part of your community, really sharing you from an authentic place with them and allowing them to get to know you and, and participate in conversation with you or, and, or when I say you, I mean like the, the leadership team of the brand or whoever's kind of like the face of the brand, and then also invite their voices in, right? What are we doing to really invite their voices in intentionally instead of just when we think about like, Oh, we should put up a meme or, Oh, we should ask them the question or, Oh, we should put a poll out there. How can we intentionally design it around what's coming up in our pipeline in terms of, uh, launches, any products that we really want to start promoting, partnerships and alliances with others? Are we a part of, you know, how do we get that out there very intentionally? Awesome. I love that. I love that. Okay. So let's, so let's shift this focus a little bit to what I think in some often, very often we talk about communities is an elephant in the room, which is there are people that are saying, I just don't want to be on Facebook anymore. Or I just, I'm leaving Twitter mm-hmm. or I'm not doing like, and, you know, I'd love to create a, a community on LinkedIn, but like, I, I don't know how to make that valuable for my students. So, so as a community creator, how, Mm -hmm. what are the things you want to think about as you're making the decision as to where to house your community? Oh, good question. Great question. So I I, kind of want to actually, I'll go a little bit like zoom out. I'm I'm a little bit of a professor. I used to be a professor. Please do. Yeah. So I'm going to zoom. Such good stuff. I'm going to zoom out just so that we can have a foundation where we're all speaking the same language because Mm -hmm. a lot of people throw out the word community but they they don't really mean what I mean when I say community, right? So the zoom out version of this is to recognize that there is a huge difference between audience building and community building. Audience building, community building. Audience building is more what we're typically seeing out there in the world, right? It's us as experts going out and sharing in a one directional uh, experience to people. So imagine a visual for those who are visual like I am, Imagine this, you're on the stage, whatever that stage is, it could be a podcast, it could be a YouTube you know, show, it could be TikTok, I don't care, LinkedIn, of course. Mm-hmm. And we're speaking to people about the thing that is intriguing to us uh, or about our expertise or you know, whatever. We're the ones pitching the conversation, right? In Got essence. It. And then a community is a multi-directional or like being. So it's beyond us. If you think again, going back to what we spoke about, our big, huge, crazy families, right? Right. Yep. Can you imagine if it was only if you or me were uh, the only ones talking the whole time? Wouldn't that be awesome though for five minutes? Can I just get five minutes of that? <laughs> Everyone listen to me for five minutes. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're right. You're but totally the, right. The truth, you're right. right? <laughs> like the truth of the matter is we're always speaking over each other and then we amplify conversations <laughs> over one another. And it's just a madhouse sometimes, right? Yeah. But yeah. there is also method to the madness. Every single one of us is community builders in our, whether it's because of our family of origin or we're doing it intentionally in our business or we have house parties, whatever, dinner parties, we have the opportunity to create and curate an experience that feels so delicious to us. So I say that I really want us to lean into that because when we're building community, it's about not just us. It's us being the hostesses with the mostesses, having a space for people to be engaged in a conversation that feels awesome. And everybody's excited to be in that conversation. And then when we think about platform, then we can look at platform from that strategic mind of saying, well, I want a community that feels like we're around the fire pit day in and day out, right? It's more yep. circular in that way. Well, I might use a platform like 
and we can fill in the blank there as to which platform feels really aligned for that. You know what I want to do? I want to actually have a, I want to have a, a challenge, you know, where everyone, we get excited. Monday, we start the challenge and we go through Friday and there's big ahas and there's lots of energy. Oh, a Facebook group would be perfect for that. Right. And so when we get super duper clear on that, then we can look and, and, and go into those sales pages for all those different community platforms and say, does this actually meet my needs and not the other way around? Can I do what I want to do with my beautiful vision and use this platform as a tool for me to get that community going and jump started? right? So we have to get out of the mindset also of that Facebook groups or Discord, or Mighty Networks, or Circle.io, or any other platform, LinkedIn groups, is the community. It's not a community. Those are just tools that we use to facilitate community. As right. if we were buying we were buying a tiny house versus an RV, versus a mansion, versus a condo. Those are right. all homes as containers for the real good work to happen in, in between, in between right. the walls. Right. Interesting. So is that part of the work that you do? You help people determine what the right platform is? You know, I yeah. mean, I think for me, we're still on Facebook for a couple of reasons, but number one, because mm-hmm. I don't want to move it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like laziness. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's not, it's not really, it's mm-hmm. partly laziness, but part of it is too the continuity, right. Of the, of, yeah. of the, of, of people. But I definitely, you know, it's, it's, what's interesting to me. So I'm just going to say this and then let's, let's use this as a sure. conversation starter. So right now my community yeah. is on Facebook. One of the right. things that I started doing about a month and a half ago is picking 10 people a week and reviewing their LinkedIn profiles. So we randomly, mm-hmm. there's about 3000 people in the group. And what I do is like on maybe say Monday, I'll say, okay, on Wednesday at, you know, 1 PM, we're going to be reviewing profiles. Here's the 10 people whose profiles I'm going to be reviewing. Now, remember mm-hmm. this is a group, like I've, only people I invited into the group are people that I was friends with. So these are people that joined this group. It's always been LinkedIn for women. It's always been, that's always been the name of the group. It's always been that. Mm-hmm. So you've got to assume if you're in that group, you chose to be in that group because I'm not, I've never just invited people like or right. brought people in uh, other than they're against their will. Um, right. So, so 10 people a week. So what, what happens is I've given them a day or two because I've tagged them to say, if they want to join us, they have any specific questions, whatever. And usually what happens is maybe two of the 10 will join live, which is what uh-huh. I expect. I expect that not everybody can do that. But what's really interesting to me is at least six, and this has been consistent, more than half of the people never even acknowledge it. Mm. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if, like, and I'm not, I'm not saying that for me. I'm not sad about that. I'm not annoyed yeah. about that or anything. I'm just like curious about that. Right. So, yeah. so what does that mean? Does that mean they're not on Facebook? They got tagged. So they had to right. have seen the tag. Um, right. So it makes me wonder if they're still there. I guess that's ah. what makes me, it makes me wonder if they're still there. And if it may be time for me to think about shifting my community to somewhere else. So these are yeah. just what's going through my head. So what are your thoughts as I say that? Yeah. So a few things. Uh, definitely have thought. <laughs> definitely have thought. Okay. So number one, I love that strategy. I think it's a phenomenal way to really support your community. So for those who are listening, what are ways that you really amplify and shift your uniqueness so that people can see what it is that you do? So I want to just like highlight that that's what you're doing for those who are listening. The second thing though is number is honestly, a lot of times Facebook doesn't notify us when we're tagged into something. There's been often these days, because Facebook's being weird again, that Facebook will just be like, no, I'm not going to tell you that you were just tagged in this blah, blah, blah post, right? Really? Yeah. It's been happening more and more, unfortunately, or 
they're just really busy. And then when they come on, they have 20 something notifications and that's something that's just missed. Right. And so there are those things. So one of the things I'd love to encourage you to do before we even imagine shifting off of Facebook, and I'll tell you why in a second is to do a couple other, just a small tweaks to your process and your system right there, where instead of just tagging them in the post, definitely do that, but maybe have a, a message that is direct. You can send them directly on a DM and saying, okay. Hey, you, I chose you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you have their emails, which is something I highly suggest we start doing with our Facebook groups, you can email them a personal message from oh, you saying, idea. Hey, I idea. chose you. Right. And so now, and that the reason for that is because we cannot, and most of us are relying right now on Facebook to do the heavy lifting of inviting people into our world. That is a, that is a big problem because like I said, Facebook wouldn't say, well, maybe, I don't know. Let's, let's kind of choose on any platform. That's the case, right? Yeah. They change their algorithms. Right. We know, right. you know, we know that, I mean, I did a whole link. I, to, I did a whole podcast a couple of weeks ago about, mm. you know, stop asking me about the LinkedIn algorithm. Like who, we're mm-hmm. never going to know the answers. It doesn't matter. What matters is who you talk to this week on LinkedIn, you know, right. like I'm not saying right. don't post, but stop picking your focus there. So, so yeah. I get what you're saying about that. And we can't, so we can't count yeah. on the algorithm. So what can we right. count on? And you're saying Correct. what you can count on is you can DM them and you can email them. I love that. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. And what we found is we had a much higher conversion for us in particular with when we were using those other strategies to really invite them back into conversation with us. And so definitely encourage that. The reason I would say also to do that prior to imagining moving off of Facebook is that oftentimes, like we just uncovered here, we're not really utilizing Facebook to its entirety in in terms of the, because if we can imagine that Facebook is, again, is just a container for community, then we can really deepen our conversations and our connections in there. And when we come at community from that perspective, I would love you to stay on Facebook because the work to take it off Facebook and if it's not done intentionally and very, very strategically, you not just you, but people come to me all the time. Oh my gosh, help. I just had 60,000 people in my community. I decided I was over it. I went over to Mighty Networks and it's dead. Right. Fix it, Marisha, fix it. You know, that's like one of the <laughs> biggest on, let things. Let me get my magic wand out. And, yeah, right. Yeah. But, but the yeah. truth is like it, you know, and there are strategies. There are definitely strategies to quote unquote fix it. And do we have to do that in the first place? Is that really a necessary, right. you know, situation you have to put yourself in and put yourself months, months behind where you want to be if right now Facebook groups are still working, right? I love that answer. And you know, this is one of the reasons why I love you so much, because this is one of the one of the reasons that I chose to spend more time with you and take your course mm-hmm. and do all these things is because I really I am trying to be really intentional about how I'm spending my time and my money, right? So yeah, I've had this group. I know it hasn't been productive, but I'm not ready to give up on it until I know I've done everything I could do to see if it is. And the reality is I am, I do spend money on ads. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to, to walk away from 
you know, an opportunity, a marketing opportunity that helps us serve more and more women before I've tried everything, you know, in, in return to just spending more money on ads to do that. Right. Right. So, so I think that, and that's why I just, I made the decision a couple of months ago that I'm really going to go all in on my group to see, you know, can I, what kind of ROI can I get from it? Right. Right. And I'm excited to hear the things that your students have gotten, because I want to be, I want you to be bragging about me when you're on your next podcast interview. Yeah. 3000 women in it. And three months later it had 10,000 and she was getting, you know, 10 enrollments a week into her program from the, our month right. in her program from the group. Right. And at the end yeah. of the day, it's for me, it's about serving these women. Right. Yeah. Of course I have a business and I want the business to be abundant and profitable, but part of what I teach is really, you know, what is your, where's your heart? What did your heart want to be doing? And how do you create a business from there? And for me, when I see the the change in the women that go through my program, it is, it's just, it it, it humbles me with a man yeah. with. Tech, I know it sounds crazy, but it humbles me with gratitude, with the impact that they're making on the world, and I want more of that, right? I want yes. more of that. Oh, so. Yes. So if I can get that from my Facebook group or whatever group I decide to have, right? Um, yeah. You know, let me do it. Let's do it, right? Yes. Yes. And here, and, and I love, I love that you, I love everything that you just said. I saw you just, you know, we're on video as we're recording this and seeing each other's faces. And I just saw you light up Karen and that use that energy, that, that space that you're in right now. And remember that hold that vision for you, because really at the end of the day, it, a lot of it is our vision as visionaries for our community. What do we really want to amplify? What do we really want to create? And then we say that we tell everybody about that vision, every single human that comes into your community, we let them know this is what we stand for. This is what your company is about, Karen, and see what happens because they get to pick up on that, on that vibe and really bring that into their own life as well. And, you know, I, I, that's the business I'm in also is to really see these, the hearts. And, and I say, it's about heartbeats first. If we put heartbeats in the in the in the front seat of you know the driver's seat in how we're building our communities, then we can really care for people and we can actually feel fully aligned with the results that they're creating on the daily, right? Yeah. We can also better our and improve as leaders because we can hear them. And here's the thing: I think when I get often, you know, the the sentiment that oh my gosh, it feels so intimidating, it feels hard, it feels the truth is when we're leaning into our own hearts and our own, you know, our own heartbeats in this, and we start to silence our, all the should, it should look like this. It should be that, you know, it needs to be this way. And we start to lean into what we're actually wanting to design. What's so powerful is that it can, it actually starts to feel easy because you just, you get to create it in the way that feels good to you. No one else has to look like your group. And in fact, that's part of the magic that your group is going to bring in and, and the right people wanting to be in that space is because it's going to feel more like what you have envisioned instead of what all the gurus out there are saying, oh, you need to do this many posts and you have to do it this way. And da, 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 da. Right. Right. I agree. <laughs> it's, I it's agree. Not, and you know, what's it's interesting too, like way. even sometimes, and I, I will, I will admit this. Like I went into your group. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna do what she did. I'm going to look and, but I can't do mm-hmm. what you did because my group's not the same as your group. And I yeah. very quickly realized exactly. that I can't just like, what's the, what's the, um, funnel hack, right? Move a funnel hacking. Yeah. Like everybody's funnel's different. You know, like you can't yeah. just say, yeah. well, Marusha posted this, so I'm going to post this and it's going to work for me the right. way it worked for her. That's not how it works because everybody's, not. everybody's intention is different. And that's why I love that you start with what is your vision and what are your values? Yeah. 
we can go on and on and on about this. I know. And honestly, just one last thing. It's like, that's, that's a big reason. I think the communities I've worked with have really stood out. It's not about being the biggest group. I mean, there's some groups, like I said, 250 people, small, but mighty making six figures. Hi. What about that? Is that possible? Can we actually do that? Right. And so, yeah, like, I, I get it. but it, I get but it, it. it is about it is about giving ourselves permission to actually thrive in our businesses and grow it from the way in which it aligns. And no one's teaching that, so I'm glad yeah. to be able to teach that. And it feels it feels good to be to be the rebel in the bunch, if you will, and just say, no, I will teach you strategy, but it has to be grounded first in us as right. individuals with beautiful visions. Beautiful. All right. So, how can people learn more about you, and how can they get a taste of what it's like to work with you? Oh, thank you. Well, I think there's really, you know, there's, there's, I think the best way for for people to get a taste is to go to createcellimpact.com forward slash good girls. This is where you'll have access to a training that I've put together for each of us. It is a free training. Well, it's normally a paid training. I'm giving it to everybody here for free. Um, because you listen to the podcast Thank and you. we love you, free gifts. We love presents. Yay! I love it. I love them too. They're the best. <laughs> and I, I wanted to give it to everybody because I really, you know, we talked, I, I touched on the, the transformational, the transformed community paradigm. That is what I'm going to be sharing with you. Like how aligned is your current community to that? And at the end of that experience, then you'll have access to either having a conversation with me to really deep dive into what you have seen about your community. And and if you want to take a next step forward and, or you'll also be able to be a part of our Facebook group. So you can be a part of what we're building online as well. So I highly encourage you to to take a look at that again. It's createcellimpact.com forward slash good girls. Well, we'll put the links in all of the places that you're listening to this. So this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for doing the work you do because you really came into my life at the exact right time because I was truly Mm -hmm looking at my Facebook group thinking, I want to be able to serve these people. And I feel like I'm talking into a, an abyss, you know, I'm not really, whatever I'm doing is not connecting and resonating and I want to connect and resonate. But in addition, if I'm not connecting and resonating, why am I doing this? Right. Right. So it really, I was in that space. So I um, really appreciate all the help you've given me. And I can't wait to see what, what comes of the rest of the work we do together with this. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for sharing this here, because I, I know that a lot of our listeners, you know, the work that I do really is about showing, having women show up as leaders. And when you're showing up as a leader, having a community isn't always a part of that, but it's very often a part of that. So how can you continue to serve? Whether do you want to have a community? How can you, how can you build? I loved your distinction between an audience and a community, right? So my Mm -hmm. podcast listeners are my audience, my Facebook group and my LinkedIn group are my communities, right? So what is right for you? And if you wanted to start doing, building a community, you know, I want to know how, like, I'm not, I'm, yeah. there's no end to the internet. I can spend hours and days and weeks on YouTube trying to figure this out. Or right. I can just say, I'm the, let me just ask Marusha who, who knows exactly how to do this and get some help. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for being that for me and for sharing your genius with the rest of us. Oh, Karen, it's been such a pleasure to be here. Truly. I am so grateful for the time I get to spend with you and, um, and to be able to share this with your audience. Um, is truly a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Well, I hope that you loved Marusha Murphy as much as I love her. I am thoroughly enjoying getting to know her better, uh, learning from her. Hopefully she's learning from me and we are together looking to serve you, right? So if you are serious about 
building a network, building a community, whether you're a job seeker, a business owner, a salesperson, whatever, whatever it is that you're looking to do, we're here to support you. I'm here to support you. I mentioned earlier in the show at She's Linked Up, our goal is to create wealthy women of influence. And it's really interesting to me because, listen, I want to be, you know, I, I like being a wealthy woman, right? And so do my students, so do the students in our program, but it's the influence that they often lead with. So we really focus a lot on that as well. Very, very heavy on PR and relationship building and really showing up as an influencer. Listen, a rising tide lives all boats, right? We do this podcast to support you. I would love for you to share this with your audience. Help me help you, right? Take a quick screenshot of this episode on your phone, share that on social. And if you want to know what it's like, you know, to take the next step in your business towards really elevating your brand, your marketing, your, your referral marketing, your business, your pricing, let's talk. Let's talk. Just go to karenyankovich.com slash call. The link is also in the show notes of this episode. There's no obligation for these calls. We love doing them because it just gives us an opportunity to really serve at a higher level. And if we think there's a fit to work together, we'll tell you what that looks like. But the goal of the call is really to just see if we think that the LinkedIn, if we collectively, you and you and us, right, you and me think that a LinkedIn strategy is something that would be valuable in your future. And again, if we think it is, we'll let you know what it looks like to work with us. But it's it's absolutely for you, karenyankovich.com slash call, get you on the calendar. The bottom line is this can be simple. I'm all about building ease and simplicity into my business. And that's what I want for you as well. So I hope this was helpful for you. I will see you back here next week with another episode of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. 